This episode is brought to you by Dadgrass. We'll call this a little pre-episode smoke break. I came across Dadgrass a couple months back and figured I'd give it a shot. I thought because of the lockdown, it would be nice to sit in my backyard, listen to some music, maybe drink a beer and light up a joint every now and then. The Dadgrass pre-rolls do exactly what I want. Music sounds a little better, I smile a little wider, and most importantly, I keep a clear head. I got my buddy Sean hip to these recently too. Now we FaceTime a few times a week, sit outside, and enjoy a mellow, casual smoke together. Dadgrass makes 100% organic hemp CBD joints that serve up a clean buzz so you can get just high enough. They're totally legal, there's no extra taxes, and they can be shipped nationwide. If you're looking for your own smoke break, head to dadgrass.com, throw a few joints in your cart, and enter discount code FOODONTOUR at checkout for 20% off. Oh, and while there's no legal age for the consumption of CBD or hemp right now, if you're under 21, this isn't the product for you. But now you got something to look forward to. Maybe tell your dad about it. Head to dadgrass.com for more info. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Food on Tour podcast. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 14. Thanks again for listening. And if you've been enjoying it, do me a favor, go leave a rating and review. It'll help me out a bunch and it'll only take you a few seconds. If you've got any food recommendations, you can send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com and I'll start sharing those at the beginning or end of upcoming episodes. Today I'm talking with Sebastian Schultz and Brendan Smith from The Twilight Sad. If you don't know them, they're a Scottish rock band from Glasgow. Definitely go check them out if you haven't listened to music. They're really awesome. These guys were so much fun to talk to. I had a great time doing the episode. They're both hilarious and they had some really great places to talk about. The episode was a little different because I didn't know exactly what we were going to be talking about. I know they wanted to loosely talk about some of their favorite cities in Europe and uh, some of their favorite places to eat there, obviously. So we'll focus on Paris, Prague, Lisbon, and back to Glasgow, where the band's from. Thanks again for listening and hope you enjoy the conversation with Brendan and Sebastian. I started playing with the band in like 2012. Uh, James and I had, well, we're like best friends basically and have been for uh, a long time. And um, at the time in like 2012, uh, they needed a keyboard player and James was kind of just like, yeah, you want to join the band? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, I've been playing with the band since then, and then we had the joy of meeting Sebastian. <laughs> and, I appreciate that, Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> I sounded so enthusiastic uh, and sincere. I have a problem that when I uh, when I'm sincere, I sound sarcastic, and I'm when I'm <laughs> sarcastic, I sound insincere as well. So. <laughs> It's tricky. So Sebastian, how did you, how did you meet? How did you get in the picture? Like, how did you meet all these guys? Yeah, so we, um, my band, years back, was uh, booked by Flower Booking uh, out of Chicago, and uh, we shared the same agent as Jetpacks, Weird Palms, Jetpacks, Twilight Sad, and Frightened Rabbit, and so just doing touring initially with jetpacks guys and then uh with frightened rabbit and then getting just staying in touch and becoming close with with those guys and then um being friends with uh 
you know, with everyone in, in rabbits, but then Scott and I developing relationship and staying in touch and then toured a bunch with, with both bands and eventually met twilight sad guys out in Denver on a tour with, uh, with frightened rabbit and, uh, stayed in touch and just, you know, became friends and whenever they were in the States meet up. And then, you know, when I'd go back over to, to the UK or to Europe for touring would meet up. And then eventually, yeah, the band had, a, I think it was 17, had some chats about, uh, with a new record coming out and needing a drummer and would I be up for it? And I was like, absolutely. Let's give it a, give it a go. And then came over and yeah, I think that was, that was 2018. And, uh, yeah. Then we just went into summer festival season. And so that's been, since since 2018 yeah that's great man so there's two firsts on this episode brendan you are the first international guest yeah whoa <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> well i don't think i've ever been described as international <laughs> and this is also the first episode where i have kind of have no idea what we're going to talk about neither do we <laughs> <laughs> i know that we're going to be talking loosely about touring europe and some of your guys like go-to spots um so you guys lead the way. Where do you want to start? Hey, where do we want to start? I guess I was thinking about Paris as a good starting point. I think Paris has like a reputation for being or always had a reputation when I was growing up as being like this amazing culinary uh location. Uh and when I first started going, when I was maybe like a teenager or a bit like in college, I was massively disappointed <laughs> when I when I when I uh, when I went there, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what was all the fuss about?" And um, it hasn't. It's not. It wasn't until like I started touring more substantially that uh, I started sort of working out that it's not like because it's such a tourist trap there's so many bad places to eat <laughs> right the last few years in particular i've sort of uh yeah i've found quite a few places that i like and i also think paris has definitely in the last 10 years has become uh, significantly more sort of eclectic uh, in terms of the the international uh restaurant scene the french are like so like uh patriotic as well and very protective of their culture and you know understandably so particularly when it comes to stuff like food but even things in terms of their sort of music scene they have mm -hmm. like laws protecting like you've got to have a certain percentage of french music on the radio oh wow i didn't know that they, they, they're all they have to each station has to play a, a percentage of french music uh, by law so yeah, I, I can understand the, uh, the food thing because, you know, they're that good at it. So what are some of your favorite spots in Paris? So I, there's a place uh, that's got a great name. And as a, I think as uh, Sebastian would say, is a great spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great spot. That's a great spot. I've started, <laughs> I've started using that, by the way. <laughs> like I just noticed that Seb would say about every place, oh, this is a great spot. <laughs> that's, that's a great spot. And so I've adopted it now. So there's a great spot in, in, the, in Paris, in the Marais, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah like the, I mean, I, walking through the Marais is like one of the, my favorite experiences in Paris. Yeah. 
it yeah. totally is, uh, and it's it's yeah, it can't be over uh, exaggerated really, can it? When you're just walking around those little cobbled streets, it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. And and this place is uh, a restaurant called Derrier. Uh, Seb, you can maybe pronounce it. All this uh, anything that's French, you can pronounce better for me. But I believe the translation of Derrier is ass. With the place is just called Derrier. Yeah, it's called Amazing. Ass, which I think is good. <laughs> and uh, the the logo is just two butt cheeks. That's amazing. <laughs> This and, is this is one of the moments where I'm thinking in my head, is Brendan really telling the truth or did he fabricate this story to see how far he could take it on the I podcast? Wish I, I wish I came up with that restaurant name <laughs> and logo. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like um, pretty traditional uh, French food, but it's kind of I think the thing that I the thing that I think so great about it is it's like the whole from the second you arrive down the cobbled street. You knock on a giant. It's like those traditional Paris uh, Parisian kind of uh, entrances, like to a courtyard. But it's like a huge, massive wooden uh, door, like that you could fit a car through. And you knock on the wooden door, and like a little peephole opens, and it's kind of got a, a speakeasy sort of thing going on, except without any of the acting. There's no one like pretending that you're going to get stabbed or right. you know no, no passwords no passwords nothing like that you just say that your reservation you know for someone who isn't from paris um it's got a real charm to it like everyone's walking around holding motorcycle helmets <laughs> I mean, that's, what, that's what you want especially when you're in paris i think it, as as like an outsider or someone from out of town like you want the parisian yeah. charm like you want it you want that turned on like as yeah. high as it can go. Yeah, and then and then like that that's that's my point when I was saying it's like traditional kind of uh, French cuisine because they're like if you just order a steak in France, it's not like just having a steak in another you know part of the world. It's like a French steak, and it's done. They've got like a sort of standard of like when you order a steak in France, it's like the quality of the beef and the way it's cooked and all of the attention to detail, it's sort of there, you know, they've definitely got a, um, a superior kind of way of handling classic things like that. It's a kind of a restaurant. I didn't know it was a restaurant group until I did a bit more digging after I'd been, but there's this place, um, this like pizza spot in, uh, 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 I'm not exactly sure what it is now that I think about it. Anyway, it's in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, but I've been looking on Google Maps uh, and sort of trying to trace my steps. <laughs> 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 and uh, this place is called Pop- Popolari, which I, I believe is Italian for popular. <laughs> nice. When I first tried to go to this place, I was immediately struck by the huge line outside the front of it and the fact it was called popular <laughs> and and i was like wait a minute this this, this seems like some bullshit going on here and a performance art piece they've got these huge glass windows that are about there's like maybe four or five of them in a big in a row and in the in the the window uh 
each each window has stacked from the 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 ground up all of these amazing looking bottles and they've put like an and i think all the bottles are maybe amber or they've put like an amber light through it basically like this giant cool beacon uh with a huge line outside it, <laughs> and, it says, and it says popular above it and so i read i read all the reviews and i was like oh god it does sound really good and the pictures look great and sure enough when i went there and stood in line for like half an hour which really pissed me off there's certain things that i will wait in line for and like i've i've waited like an hour to get neapolitan pizza in naples from like the place to go in naples but like you do it and it's it's like a religious experience you like all of a sudden you understand pizza you know what i mean it's just like you've had all this pizza your whole life and then you have that and it's just like Oh, everyone's been trying to do this the whole time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like there there definitely should be like a a section on review sites that like that gives you some sort of indication of the line or if there is a weight and then there should be some sort of scoring system based on like this is worth nine minutes, <laughs> or, <laughs> or like worth a, yeah, n- not quite worth a nineteen minute wait, but a nine minute know. wait. The the thing that I'm I get frustrated about continuously is that I'm always like if we decide that we want to we're on tour and we want to go and get some food I'm often like the one that's like looking places up and I'm like all right I found this really cool place I found this and invariably I'm always finding the places that are either fully booked or <laughs> uh, that have a massive line and right. I get you know the the if you if I, we were really organized and we knew what we were doing we i would just like before the the tour i would just look at every city and every day off and every you know time we got and then just like book everywhere and be that <laughs> be that dickhead who just books like four restaurants in a city but. <laughs> this is uh this is a boulangerie uh near and dear to my wife's heart because my wife is celiac and we were obviously you know you're in france you're in paris all the boulangeries are non-celiac friendly. <laughs> right. uh, and so uh, my wife did some research and Mare found uh, Chambalon, which is, I think it's in like the 10th or the right next to the 11th. Um, but it is uh, this famous gluten-free bakery, boulangerie in Paris that uh, we went to a couple times. We actually snuck back bread through TSA and all security checks because it was so good. So, you know, we went Wait a minute! The, You're not allowed the, to take bread. Well, we didn't know what the if we were gonna get you know for like you know sneaking in a bunch of bread. We didn't right. know if it was like a fruit <laughs> situation where like you know we're gonna be stopped looking suspicious. But uh, maybe if it's we, only they only stop you if there's gluten in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, being that this was gluten free bread, we we made it back into the country with no problems whatsoever. That's amazing. Their scanners, their scanners are set to detect (laughs) gluten. (laughs) But yeah, we we actually on the way to the airport, we stopped at Chambalon and got more bread, packed it up, went got plastic bags from a a market, packed it up, put it uh, in our luggage, and you know, ten hours later, we're back in Cincinnati. Woke up in Paris, and and Mayor's having bread that was made that morning in Paris at Chambalon. So, if if anyone out there has gluten issues or celiac uh definitely chamblon is is an amazing bakery like i can't tell the difference between traditional french baguettes and what they do at chamblon so that's my that's my two cents all right brendan let's hear the last one 
Right. So this place um, I stumbled across when we played a show a few years ago near the uh, Sacre Coeur. You know that big, yeah, the big cathedral type white thing in the sky in Paris. <laughs> that's, that's that's probably doing it justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so the venue is that like Elise Montmartre place that's right at the, basically right at the bottom of the Sacre Coeur, and I I wanted to check out like the the flea markets that are like kind of on the other side of that hill, and I can't for the life of me, Seb, you're gonna help me here, pronounce the name of the area, and so when I'm saying it. I pronounce it something like this, Port de Click Click Club. <laughs> and I'm nice. Oh, is it like Click and Core or something? Click. Port I think I. De Click Click Club. I actually, that. You, I think that's it's how, how you say it. You nailed is it. That, that's actually, you know, that is that, that's it. Sometimes people think I'm French when I, uh, <laughs> when I say that. But, so it's spelled like C L I G N A N. Court, Klingnan Court. Cool, yeah. And it's like this kind of um, quite really interesting part of Paris. This one's particularly vibrant and sort of eclectic, and all the flea markets in that area are, are amazing. You can go pick up all of these like amazing uh, like antique furniture, which is really easy to pick up when you're on tour. <laughs> Just picking. <laughs> anyway, I stumbled across this amazing place called. La Recyclery, which I think means the re- <laughs> <laughs> the recycling, <laughs> and so um, it's an it's like a former uh, train station uh, that's been sort of converted into this sort of bar cafe uh, kind of lunch brunch spot, and it's really cool. It's it's got like you you're sitting in a uh, with a big massive glass sort of window at the back of the the bar cafe that looks out over abandoned train tracks and the bar is like in this the, the the middle of this huge room and it's got like two over two different levels they they, they upcycle uh things that you bring into them so you can pay you can like turn up with like a grandfather's clock or something <laughs> and say you want to upcycle it it's broken and you want to turn it into like shelves or something Whoa. and and this is all just like happening off to one side they've got like an, an area and it's like and then they've got like this um this garden around the back that they grow all this the, the produce and the veg and everything when you go in you're immediately just like right yeah this place is cool if you want to grab a bite to eat and have a few drinks and hang out for a couple of hours. It's it's one of those kind of spots. I've never heard of a restaurant also upcycling broken furniture. <laughs> it's so random. I like when I, I had to be like, "What you do?" What? <laughs> uh, but but the thing is, it's not like I think if someone described it to me the way I've just described it, maybe I would be like, "Uh." Does that sound a wee bit contrived? But it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't feel like that in the slightest. Do you guys want to move on from Paris? Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Seb, I wanted to talk about that place in uh, Prague that we went. Yeah, the, for the Brexit. 
the Brexit, yeah. That's what yeah. we now call breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's uh, talked about Prague at all on this. Yeah, we so, found, well, Brendan found an amazing breakfast spot that we, we hit up next to the river. It's called Bella Vida Cafe. It's pretty traditional, but probably more sort of uh, like bohemian traditional, maybe. Because like, it feels like in that neck of the woods, everything is served with a sausage, like yeah. on the side. I can get and down so, with that. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I think I like, like, see, I think a lot of the time when I'm looking for a sort of breakfast or brunch place, I'm always looking for them to just a place that can just do the simple things really well. This whole place is kind of like um, very bohemian sort of 19th century furniture, old ancient collages of portraits of people from the 19th century on the on the wall, uh, checkerboard tables, um, a, a giant mahogany bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just painted a beautiful picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds awesome. It, it just felt like we were in a painting from like <laughs> of a, some sort of a aristocratic hunting lodge painting. <laughs> um, and then when the food came and it was like we had amazing smoothies and um, coffee, and I think I just yeah. had like poached eggs. All of it was like in individual little plates. So the two poached eggs were just sitting on a plate on their own. And then there was like <laughs> one bit of like homemade bread uh, sitting on its own, and then a little uh, plate of uh, butter with some sprinkled salt over it, uh, rock salt over it. It was like one of those highs when we turned up. They were like, "Whoa, they know what they're doing." Yeah, they know what they're doing here, and it's like right on the river. It's called the Vlatava. I, I feel like if I just drop that into conversation here, everyone's going to be like, "He doesn't know the name of that river." <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, do you remember what we got from Mexican for margaritas? We did. Do you have that spot down? Yeah. I, I wrote it down because I, I, I thought it might come up. But like the main thing I was the main thing I was thinking, all I could think about was the fact that rather than mentioning the Mexican place, uh, the, all of the sweet place sweet shop places that you were going into. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know why they're so obsessed with that in Prague, but they're like they're really into That's like, a weakness yeah. for me. Oh, it's a it's a massive weakness for me. I can't I mean, look it, at a sweet shop and not go in and dude, it, scoop it. Like way. I any city I'm in, like it's a Haribo is a good standard to go uh-huh. to. But if yeah. there's a sweet shop where you can have you know proper, you know, but they were weird, right? They were like they were there were so many of them, and they were yeah, all, all of the like sweets barrels, were in barrels yes. filled with yeah, yeah, yeah. Like since when is a barrel of sweets a thing? I love that. That sounds great to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, when we were on uh, on the way back, having consumed a lot of margaritas, like huge pictures of margaritas, Seb was going in every third <laughs> sweet shop to to sort of go and going around with like a uh, scoop. <laughs> Do you have a particular candy you go for, Seb? I uh, my whole life I've been a sucker for. Uh, the cola bottles, but the sour cola bottles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love so those. You, you, uh, in the States, you oftentimes you'll see the, the cola bottles from Haribo, but they're not the sour ones that you see more frequently over overseas. So that's that's a go-to. And then, uh, yeah, I think anything that's like a little bit of licorice as well. I like black licorice. So if there's gummies that have black licorice in them and there's a lot of 
German Haribo that, that do that. And a lot of Scandinavian countries are big black licorice fans. So we, we actually, we specifically have Haribo on our rider now. It's, 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 it's listed we, out as the rest, assorted the, Haribo. Yeah. <laughs> the, the rest of us quite in, in, uh, have embraced and enjoys Seb's uh, love for uh <laughs> Childlike sweets because it feels <laughs> it feels like when we can just we can just sit back and uh, watch his sort of unbridled uh, joy when he comes across a an original or uh, rare uh, brand of sweet and in some way we can sort of vicariously live th- uh, through him <laughs> consume that sort of childlike innocence. I mean, I get excited even just playing shows in Canada to like go into a gas station and grab all the different, like the wine gums. I mean, that's a big thing in the UK and in Europe too. The, uh, I forget the brand name, like Maynard's or something. There's a couple of them. I'll stuff a bag full of them, fly home with it. (laughs) Wait a minute. I just remembered something. How much did you spend in that sweet shop in Prague? I remember when you, it 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 was was a lot. It was like (laughs) 30 or 40 bucks or something. (laughs) A lot of candy well, in, in, in New York, my wife, being as supportive as she is, uh, she helped me find a, a candy shop in Lower East Side. So I think we were hanging out getting margaritas, and Mary oh. was like, "There's a shop just around the corner," and that I uh, that again margaritas, and I, I spent like 50, say, 50 or sixty like a, bucks in this candy. This shop. is a thing for you. The the margaritas loosen you up, and then you go drop fifty bucks in the candy shop. Margaritas, margaritas yeah. take like you know. 25 years off you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, the name of that um, Mexican place, which is just probably name, <laughs> name check it, where you can get the margaritas that open the gates to the sweet world. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, called uh, originally enough Cantina. Do you guys want to hit one more city? And then I want to talk to you a little bit about getting back to Glasgow as well. Yeah. There's a place in Lisbon that's pretty renowned i think when you start uh searching but it's one of those places that um it, the quality of the experience that it, it does justice to the reputation that it has uh and it is a uh, a seafood restaurant in uh, lisbon called ramiro and I, I tried to go i think two two or three times before i eventually was able to because it's not quite a line because they've got like this like cool little ticket machine thing, which I'm, I'm quite a fan of. They've got like, like a deli? Yeah, like a, exactly. <laughs> it's really nice. And they've got like a, a TV screen where the number comes up. I, on, I, outside, so like I, a deli? <laughs> like a deli in the DMV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, they'll like serve you drinks or you can nip across. There's like a couple of bars across the street. And if you just occasionally open your iPhone and then zoom in, you can you can see, <laughs> keep an eye on your number. And if you're into seafood, there's just like this huge book of all the different seafood that you can order with this amazing bread that I've never had any, anything like it. They're probably not doing anything much to the seafood. It's just more the quantities and the quality of it. Right. I want to get Sebastian's viewpoint on this. As far as like getting back to Glasgow when you're mm-hmm. with these guys, what are the places that, that you're looking forward to getting back to in Glasgow that they've shown you? 
this actually did come from Andy uh, in the band, but my first time experiencing Nando's was because Andy was like recommending it. And go. so now I have a tradition where I, you know, when I do fly in, you know, if I'm staying in city center, for example, I'll just go out and have Nando's and then that'll be like my meal for that, that day. And then I'll go back to the hotel and go that's to sleep. So that, <laughs> that's typically my first time because that's just a good go-to and it's, it's, you know, there's plenty of them around, but, um, but as far as uh, spots that Brendan and I have explored, uh, uh, what Brendan, is it Bafo? Is that our pizza joint or Italian that's joint our, we go to? That's our pizza place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's like a, there's been like a, pizza renaissance in Glasgow over the last uh, few years. It's not like a slice place, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, it would be like more like wood fire type, like gotcha. Caste yeah. in New York, like that type of pizza. And then, then there's also another that uh, uh, I got turned on to from the band uh, Paisano, which is the kind of the big competitor in town, I suppose. Yeah, there's, a, there's a new spot that I went to that just recently opened last time I was over. Uh, have you been, Brendan, Mezcal? It's like a yeah. tequila, tequila, you know, kind of Mexican restaurant that um, serves PBR and has burritos. What? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they have yeah. PBR on draft and they, they have fantastic burritos. It's just they have uh, PBR it's a good... on draft. You have a hard time finding that in the U.S. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like looking at the menu. But yeah, that, that's a great spot. And then if, if you do have any American inclinations, there's... Uh, there's the Taco Bell that just opened, or there's two Taco Bells now in Glasgow. In fact. Wow! <laughs> there's the first one in Scotland, and then there's a second one that opened next to the KFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, stereo, yeah, definitely stereo for yeah, like vegan veggies good. out there. Like stereo is great for you know anything from soups to pizzas. But again, like any sort of food allergies, like they're they're awesome about it. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's what? that's a good mono and stereo, both really good. Glasgow's kind of uh, taken on this sort of um, reputation as being the sort of vegan capital of the UK. So there, I, d I don't know if it's in terms of numbers per capita, uh, but it's in the last few years, it's really taken off. I always like to end with a fuck, Mary kill, which I think we've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon, you have you, did you grow up playing this fuck, Mary kill? Uh, I, we had this terrible. There was a TV show a few years ago that that by this same title, and we would have this terrible the phrase. The TV was, show was called "Fuck Mary Kill." No, it was called <laughs> "Snog Marry Avoid." Wait, say it again. Snog, <laughs> which means kiss. Yeah, snog. kiss, marry, avoid. So snog, marry, avoid. Okay, let's do. So you're we're going to do snog, marry, avoid then. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I think I like the sound of what was that? Kill fuck fuck Mary Kill. That's definitely better. Avoid so passive. It's just like <laughs> it's very <laughs> passive. I had a tough time with you guys because normally I like to personalize and I just couldn't I just didn't do a very good job. So we're gonna do fuck Mary Kill or Snog Mary Avoid. Uh, <laughs> rice bread pasta. Oh. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> I I think I would have to. I think I'd marry bread. I think I'm with you. I, th I would fuck pasta, and I would kill rice. But wait, we're snogging though, aren't we? Or no, you would. You would, no, marry, would marry, marry bread, snog marry bread. Pasta. pasta, and I would avoid rice. <laughs>
I don't know if that's a good answer or not. I think that's a good. No, I, did I you, think. Did I, you marry Brad, Mike, or? I I don't remember what I said. I feel like this changes daily for me. Probably. I think I would have to marry Rice actually. And okay. I, I guess this is horrible. I guess I would kill pasta. What? I know. I'm excited for Brendan's answer here. Well, I mean, it's not that exciting. It's the same as yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, I can give you my logic behind it. I guess the thing with the whole bread thing is, like, technically, pizza's bread, right? I guess, is yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... Yeah, I couldn't do without that. I'm fu- I'm killing the I'm killing the rice. Well, thank you guys for doing this. I yeah. I know we could probably go so much longer on this since we generalized uh, Europe and UK. Uh, <laughs> so maybe we can do a round two eventually and do another <laughs> hour of this. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks yeah. very much for having us. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again to Brendan and Sebastian. If you want to keep up with the Twilight Sad, they're on Instagram at the Twilight Sad. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram at food.ontour. And again, if you have any food recommendations, feel free to send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com. And I'll start sharing those at the beginning or end of upcoming episodes. You can head to foodontourpod.com to find a list of every restaurant mentioned on this episode and others. I've also added Google Map links there for everything so you can save them for when we're able to travel again. Thanks again for listening. Go leave a rating and review, and we'll see you next week. Bye.